This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. What do you say we do this? It's Friday, it's Friday, it's Friday. It's December 23rd, a couple of days before Christmas, Christmas Eve tomorrow. Ed Arzuma, I can't see you, but you're handsome because I'm in seat today because my computer doesn't work, but we'll figure that out. Well, have Flegelman in as well. And, uh, you know, Al's out, as we know, on vacation. We will have cool games coming up for you at 525. But, 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 uh, the big reason why we're here, I figured, Jets playing Thursday night football. Why not do the hour, right? And so last night went about as poorly as most thought it might. Now, I think the uh, the low-hanging fruit here is Zach Wilson stinks, okay? Fair enough. The stats certainly show that Zach Wilson is not a very good quarterback. Not going to argue that point. Matter of fact, there's been no one uh, more so than myself that has said from the moment that the Jets drafted him, why? Never understood it, never got it, and I will give you reasons as to why I said that then and why I say that now in a couple of moments. But let's get to the bigger picture here, and that's the Jets as a whole, as a franchise, as a team. Yes, Zach Wilson wasn't great last night as they lost to the Jaguars. Will not argue that point at all. One good. Was not good. They suck, though. I mean, let's be honest. Across the board, let's start number one with your vaunted defense. They're good. They're good. They ain't great. They're good. Great defenses don't give up 96-yard drives that take up, I don't know, eight, nine minutes Multiple third down conversions, starting at the four-yard line, going all the way down and scoring a touchdown. Great defenses don't give up chunks of yards on the ground. Great defenses go out and get huge stops in big spots. They didn't do that. They didn't do that last night. They did not do that last night. The penalties are a disgrace. I mean, the false starts. You want to bring in, so we found out yesterday, we find out, uh, I would say probably maybe four or five hours before the game. I heard uh, Tommy and Chris McMonigle tell us before the game a few hours prior, hey, Joe Flacco, not the backup quarterback tonight. They have elevated Chris Strebler. And the first th- first thing you thought was, huh, that's interesting. Well, Flacco looks like a waste. He doesn't want to be here. I don't even know why he's here personally. And the couple of times they pan over to him on TV, he looks like the most miserable human being on the face of the planet and I get the weather wasn't good, but that's him when it's 72 and sunny and he's not playing. Even when he is playing, he looks like he doesn't want to be there. What he's even doing in a jet uniform at this point, I don't understand, but whatever. So they get Strebler in, and exactly as you thought, perhaps they're going to use him in a situation where he's like a wildcat quarterback. So they bring him in, and what happens? What happens? False start, five yards, move him back. 
So you had a good, you had some good momentum in that drive. I think this was in the second quarter. You had a little bit of momentum. He comes in. Let's run the Wildcat. How about we jump off sides? I mean, my God. Like, do they practice? This is what I'm curious about. I like Rob Sala because I think the team plays for him. I do. But good Lord. I mean, the mistake. Hey, they got the timeout situation right this this week at the end of the second quarter. So I guess you could say he kind of learned. Good for him, I guess. But the miscommunication between, how about the throw? This one was hilarious. The throw between Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's open down the right sideline for, I don't know what it would have been, 8, 9, 10 yards. He stops. Wilson throws it to a spot three yards ahead of him because he stopped. Wilson thought he was, Zach thought he was going to run. Garrett thought he was going to stop. The defender didn't know what to do. They look like they've never practiced before at times. Should have been an interception if the defensive back was paying attention. It's just, I don't know. The offensive line is an atrocity. The offensive line is hideous. And I'm being kind. Can we run the ball for a yard? I'm not asking for much. How many negative plays did they have? I'm not a Jet fan, and I'm frustrated watching this. I can only imagine. So coming up, here's what we're going to do today. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have cool games at 525-ish. And then in the last segment, I'm we're going to have three Jet fans here in uh, Gallo, Flegelman, and Zoo. We're going to give them two and a half, three minutes each to let them say what they's got to say. Because I think it would be fun to kind of get it out. And I'm curious if they're on the same wavelength as I am. So let's go back to the initial conversation with Zach Wilson. Before the two-minute warning, how about this sequence? This was this was phenomenal. Game's still a game. It's the second quarter, and I know they haven't done much yet. I get it. Sack, batted ball, incomplete pass. You can't win this way. You just can't. Yeah, there was the bad throw to Corey Davis before. I get it, right before halftime. I got gotcha. you. There weren't there. He made, I would say last night, if I'm really counting, I would say Zach Wilson made two bad throws for sure. Two. He was nine for 18. And he had no stats. He was nine for 18, 92 yards. And the interception, if you read in the box score, was on not a Hail Mary, but it was one of those throws where he just heaved it up on a whatever it was. It was at the end of the half when they were just trying to run the clock out. It was fourth down and they were on their own 30 yard line. There were four seconds left. That was the interception. But yes, he had a couple of bad throws. Let's go to the third quarter. Here's your drive in the third quarter. First drive of the third quarter. They go to third and one. What do most good teams do on third and one? You probably run the ball for a first down, especially if you're not a good passing team. What do the Jets do? They have to throw because they can't run the ball for a yard. They couldn't run. The, the, the rushing stats, and take Strebler's rushing stats out the window because that to me is that's it's gimmicky. That's what that was. It was gimmicky. It worked for a little bit. They got down the field until they can't convert, but it is what it is. They did not run the ball a lick last night. And going into this game, if I ask you who the best defense is on the field, it's supposed to be the Jets. So many people in this town, well, you know, the Jets have a Super Bowl defense. Do they really? Because what I saw last night was either one of two things. They're not as good as we thought they were, or quite frankly, they gave up in spots. ETN's a good back. I am not, won't argue that. He is not. I mean, come on. He was running the ball down their throat at times. And you're not going to see that he ran for 200 yards. That's not my point. But there were times where he goes for eight yards on first down. 
on second and 10, he goes for seven yards. You know what it's like when you've got second and short and third and short as opposed to second and 12, third and 15? I mean, even when Strebler comes in, how about you get, I think it was Ty Johnson. Now, again, the Jets couldn't run the ball to save their lives last night. They get a good run by Ty Johnson along the left sideline, then push the ball out to like the 45-yard line, somewhere around there. Holding, number 71, we're coming back. How about on the drive where the Jets almost scored because they couldn't put the ball in the end? It was like they were allergic to the end zone last night. They barely even got near the end zone. How about on third and four? And I know they ultimately got the first down on fourth down on the next play, but how about the drop Corey Davis had? (laughs) This was a collective fail. Yeah, Zach Wilson, he's the GOAT, got it. And I don't mean greatest, you know what I mean. He's the guy who's going to take all the blame, and that's fine. He's earned it. But, my God, this team collectively was garbage last night. Third and one at the 11. Third and one at the 11. After they get the first down, what happens? Let's run it. Loss of two. I mean, it's, embar- it's just embarrassing. And then you get the bad throw by by Strebler on fourth down. I, I, I don't know. It is watching this team went from... This is a fun team to watch six weeks ago, and it has all come crashing down. Mike White getting hurt in Buffalo has taken the wind. I mean, not only had it, it has basically turned the boat upside down. It's capsized them, and then they put anchors on them and dropped them to the bottom of the ocean. They look like a dead team. They're seven and eight now. Season's over. It wasn't long ago. It was not long ago that Mike White came in Against the Bears, they look like a competent, solid offensive team. Yeah, I know they went out and they lost in Minnesota, but damn, they played well. Offensively, anyway. Defensively, mm. Offensively played really well. You go to Buffalo in a game you're not supposed to win. They didn't. He gets hurt. Season. Season. It's, It's amazing to me what has happened. And, you know, let's get back to Zach for a minute because he is going to continue to take a pounding. And I I understand. I get it. Um, You know, I have not been a fan, and it's not his fault. I haven't been a fan because to this day, I don't understand why he was drafted number two overall. And I want to bring something up real quick because this is is my point. And, you know, I'm going to bring up Chad Pennington for a second because why – what is everything you heard? Now – Joe Douglas is a hundred million times smarter when it comes to football than I'll ever be. I am not claiming to be a football expert. Aside from Boomer, there's nobody here at this radio station that should really claim to be a football expert. We can all have opinions. That's great. But no one's played. No one's been around it. So I'm sure it has to be more than this why they drafted him number two overall. But all you hear is this new term, arm talent, arm talent. I don't know. When I grew up, it, we, we said the guy had a good arm. Now we got to invent things to say arm talent. Okay, sorry. I'm fine. Let's go with arm talent. And sure, we see it. We saw it last week. Roll left, throw back to the right side. That's great. Wonderful. But I want to take you back to September 2020. Now, he was drafted in 2021. This is year two for him. I want to give you a mock draft. I went, and it took me a while to find some of these, but they're all relatively consistent with what I'm seeing. This is a September 
2020 mock draft for the 2021 NFL draft. All right? Number one overall, Trevor Lawrence was expected to be picked. By whoever. It doesn't matter who because the season hadn't played out yet, so we didn't know what the draft order would be. Trevor Lawrence was expected to be the number one overall pick. Makes sense. You know who was supposed to be the number two overall pick? Any idea? Zoo, real quick. Any idea who was supposed to be if you're paying attention in there? Or Mike. Either one of you is. Either one paying attention? Any idea who was projected before the 2020 NFL season began? Who was projected to be the number two overall pick? Fields? Yeah, I would say it would be Justin Fields. Penny Sewell. But that's a good guess. Number three was Micah Parsons. Okay? Number four, Jalen Waddell. Number five, Rondell Moore, a wide receiver out of Purdue. Yikes. Number six, Dylan Moses, a linebacker from Alabama. Number seven, now at the time, the projection was the Jets would pick seventh. But again, the season hadn't started yet. Jamar Chase. That was seven. Okay? Number eight, Gregory Gregory Rousseau. An edge rusher from Miami. Number nine, Justin Fields. Let's see, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 was Trey Lance. 14, Patrick Sertan II. Do you hear Zach Wilson's name here anywhere? Anywhere. Is it even on the list? I'm going. Oh, no, I'm going. 16, nope. Let's move to the, to the, the final 17 or 16 picks of this mock draft for 2021. Let's see, 17, no, 18, no. Now we're getting to guys that, unless you really watch college football, you might not know. Let's see. Hmm. Pat Fryermuth, we know him. That would have been 20. Let's see. No, no. Devontae Smith, or Devonta, however you pronounce his name, projected to go 23rd. Huh. No, no. 26, 27, no. 28, no. 29, no. 30, no. 31, no. The 32nd pick in the projected NFL mock draft for 2021, Asante Samuel Jr., to close out the first round. Now, unless I'm blind and you guys are deaf, which is certainly possible, anybody hear or see the name Zach Wilson in the first round? Not the top 10, not the top 5, and sure as hell not the second overall pick. Anybody? Nope. So can someone, looking back now, and I was on this at the time as were others, so it's not just me, trust me. What in the hell possessed them to take a kid who wasn't even projected to be a first-round pick to be the number two overall pick in the draft? Playing at BYU. He wasn't at Alabama waiting his turn through he came out and he lit the world on fire in the SEC. Like, come on. Why? Because he could throw the ball down the field and he was a nice kid, and he impressed you at the Combine? Well, you want to know the specific answer, which is real and depressing if you're a Jets fan? Go for it. He made one very know, impressive throw at the Pro Day. To. One so throw. So let's go back to what, I, what I've been discussing. The team hasn't played well recently. The team played like crap last night. His confidence is shot. Shouldn't have been picked where he was picked. Expectations far too big for what he has been. And a team that has just died. I'm, I, you know, again, I don't want to pick on the kid because that was a collective fail last night. So this is not all about Zach Wilson for me. This is top down. And Rob Sala, you said coaching in your post game press conference. It should have started there because you guys 
failed them last night as much as they failed you. Terror, just awful. Just and I was a Jet fan. I want. I would want to throw up this morning because I went six weeks ago. I thought the future was bright. Today, I don't know what the future is. No idea. And here's a good. Here's a good question for you as we take our take our first break. You're the Jets. You haven't had a franchise quarterback in forever. Chad Pennington really is probably the closest thing you've had to it. I love Chad. I thought he was a good kid. Saw the field well. Goes to show you don't need the arm talent to be a good quarterback. Now, yeah, if he had a little bit of a better arm, he might have been one of the all-time greats because, God, did he see the field well, made good decisions, uh, was just a good quarterback. What do the Jets do at this position going forward? Ponder that because they're back in quarterback hell as we sit here today. All right, it's 518. We're just getting started. When we come back, it will be the, what week is this, 16? Is it week 16? The week 16 edition, Al is sort of going to join us. Of cool games. So much more to do. I wanted to be cheery and happy on Christmas. You can't, though. Not with that crap last night. But cool games is fun. And we're going to do that next right here on The Fan. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. I see what you're doing here. It's not a Dr. Feelgood moment this morning if you're a Jet fan. That's for damn sure. 25 after 5. What's up? 
It is the warm-up show. We got uh, Boomer and Geo. The boys are going to be in a very good mood. You know why? Because they're off next week, and it's Christmas, and everybody's happy when you got the holidays, and then you don't have to come in for a week. I will be here next week with Sal, however. I think, Zoo, you'll be here next week with us, yes? I will. I'll be here on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Brian Moscona will be there the rest of the day. Fair enough. So we'll see you three days next week. Uh, and Al is off next week. Eddie's off next week. And then most of the gang back together the Monday, uh, yeah, I guess the Monday after New Year's, except for myself, I will be in the Purdue with Rutgers, and we're all back on Tuesday, whatever that date is, I guess January 3rd. All right, so it's 25 after 5. We've discussed the Jets already at length, and we will continue to throughout the course of the day here on the radio station, of course. Al's off, but that doesn't mean that we completely ignore one of our most fun segments, uh, and I will continue to do it the way we do it, even without him, as Zoo will sub in for Al Uh, in terms of what we deem a cool game or not a cool game. So without further ado, i like to give to you... Time for... Sing it out. Cool games. That's right. You know that it's time for some cool games. from Bradley Beach, by the way, just think, I actually thought about Al, not in a weird way, but as I was, I was on the turnpike this morning, and the wind was sweeping across my car, and the rain was pouring down, and I'm thinking, right about now is when he is walking the dog, and <laughs> Bradley Beach, just a miserable, miserable experience. All right, so Zoo, here's how this works, okay? I have not looked, clearly I know of a couple of games, we're not stupid, but I have not looked at the full boat. This has got to be... I'm going to give you a game. You're going to you, you don't even think about it. If it's not a cool game, and here's how we deem a cool game. It's a game, and you can't watch them all. But if you could, you would turn it on, and you'd watch start to finish because you're that intrigued by it. If it's kind of like, mm, I'm interested, but eh, not a cool game. And if it sucks, it sucks. Fair right. enough? Sounds good to me. All right, so here's what we do. We usually start with the 1 o'clock games. We go to the 4s, then we go to the primetime games. This week is a little different because it's Christmas weekend. We got games on Saturday, games on Sunday, and I think... Think a game on, yep, and a game on Monday. So, Big Zoo, are you ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Christmas Eve, December 24th, although it's the afternoon. Game number one, 1 p.m., the Buffalo Bills. It's a heck of a start. In Chicago. Oh. Right, exactly. Isn't it funny? There are certain teams when you hear, like, Yeah, just not. I don't watch that. Even as fun as Justin Fields is to watch? Yeah. Nah. Nah, I'm good. They've lost, like, a million games in a row. All right, we agree. Not a cool game. Not at all. Game number two at one o'clock. How can I even start this one? Hmm. The Cleveland Browns at home against the Saints. Ugh. Right. I mean, that's that. All right. The Bills game, <laughs> that might end up being a good game. Because it could who knows, be. But this game is trash. I agree. Dog game. Ugh. This is a terrible one. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So Merry we're Christmas. O- we're 0 for 2. Well, the good news is it's still a one o'clock window. Like, Christmas Eve isn't supposed to be until evening. Yeah, it's true. So, you know what? It's Saturday afternoon. Eh, whatever. All right, so we got two crap games to start. <laughs> Game number three, and we are on a roll here. You ready? Oh, yeah. The Houston Texans mm. <laughs> on the road in Tennessee. Ugh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, these, uh, I mean, ugh. We don't even have to think so far. Yeah. So far, we're 0 for 3. These games stink. <laughs> All right, let's see if this one intrigues you. Game number four, 1 p.m. on Saturday. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs Ooh. against hmm. Pro Bowler. Okay. Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh. Would you be in to watch that start to finish? Cool game or not a cool game? Zoo. Not a cool game. Really? Intriguing, though, but not a cool game. Okay. Like, here's the thing with that game is I think the I saw the spread at like 10. It, I would take the Seahawks plus 10 because I think it'll be a close game. And if I did that, I would be interested in All the right. Game. So an intriguing game, not a cool game for Big Zoo. Yep. All right. So we are 0 for 4 so far. All right. How about this one? Now, this one's going to hit home a little bit. The Minnesota Vikings off that ridiculous comeback win over the Colts against Great. the New York Giants. Oh, gosh. That's a cool game. It is. I'll Look give at it a you. Cool game. All right. So we got one cool game at 1 o'clock. Now, this game, I think you would agree, could have been, would have been, might have been, probably isn't, the Cincinnati Bengals. All right. And Joe Burrow. It's a good start. Joe Burrow, baby. Here's the problem. Hmm. Mm, Against Mac Jones and the Patriots. Right. On the road, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean... I, I guess care, I guess there's potential, but again, potential I'm, of what the Patriots are so boring. They're, they're the worst, but they bore other teams to right. death. So that <laughs> right there takes away the idea of it being a cool game because they're not fun to watch. That's true. That's true. It's not a fun game. It's it's just a game that might be tight. Yeah, I it's, say. A, it's an interesting game to keep an eye on. It's yeah. it's a peaking game. Yeah, watch. Turn it on with the last like you know four minutes or something. Yeah, I expect I expect a lot of updates on the Red Zone channel from Scott Hansen. If there <laughs> even is Red Zone on Saturday, I imagine there is. All right, here we go. Uh, one more, well, two more in the one o'clock window. So far, we've only got one cool game. We picked the Giants and Vikings so far. Uh, next game, I like to start here. The surging, and I mean fun to watch, Detroit Lions. Oh yeah, in Carolina. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this is a cool game. No way. I'm gonna say cool, this is a cool game against Sam Darnold and the Panthers, who can't get out of their own way. Uh, now listen, it, it's one that could have potential to be a disaster. But so, I think this so is- for you, if you were in front of the TV, you would put this game on start to finish. Oof. I mean, looking at the rest of the slate. I- no, that's not how this works. <laughs> if we go over for the week, we go over for the week. Okay. All right, then it's not a cool. Agree. Game. Yeah, please. Anything cool with Carolina game. right now is not cool. They suck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all right, Oof. let's close out the 1 o'clock window. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> God. All right, 1 o'clock on Saturday, the Falcons and the Ravens in Baltimore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't watch the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens. Yeah. Or I said the Patriots are boring. The Ravens are just like watching paint. They don't score. They're terrible. Without Lamar, they're, I mean, right. Huntley's a good enough backup, but He's if fine. you don't have Lamar on that team, they, they're not worth watching, bro. That is not a game you want to watch. Ugh. I agree. That's out. So for the 1 o'clock window on Saturday, the and lucky for us, we have it locally, Giants-Vikings is the only cool game that we see in yep. the 1 o'clock window. All right, let's get to the Sunday triple header because I think you got a couple of uh, intriguing matchups here. I do. The first one will be at uh, the – is this right? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, this is still Saturday. My bad. Saturday, we got to go to the 4 o'clock window. 4.05. Chase Young back. The Washington Commanders in San Francisco against Brock Purdy in that Niners defense. I'm very interested in that game. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting game. 
I, I'm not ready to call it a cool game, but it could be. I, I agree. I'm going to go intriguing game with potential. Yeah. Not that, going a cool sure. game either because Washington lost to the Giants last week. They're, what are they, 7-6-1? and one? Yep. Mm. Plus it's Heineke, Purdy. I yeah. Mean, could could be a 10-7 to seven type of game. But right, I'm with you. That's going to be intriguing, not a cool game. This one I don't even have to talk, talk about. Cool game for me. You will be the determining factor. Philly, even though you got Gardner Minshew, no Jalen Hurts, but the Eagles in Dallas, 425 on Saturday. That's intriguing. I'm, I, I, you know what? I'll call it a cool game. I agree. It's a division rival. I I'm into it. And Christmas Eve in Dallas, I'm with you. So we got the Vikings and Giants. We got the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, so far, our two cool games. And NFC East holding it down. 100%. Then Sunday night, or Saturday night, excuse me, I keep doing this. Saturday night to close out Christmas Eve. And I feel bad for these two fan bases. Christmas Eve, 815, really. <laughs> the Raiders and Pittsburgh, Ugh. which should have been really cool. Yeah. The whole thing going on that was going to happen with Franco Harris would have been cool. I mean, I get all of it, but if we just let's separate it and just talk about football right now, mm-hmm. I, please. Nah, that's, this is this is trash. Yep, and I think uh, I think to your point with the passing of Franco Harris, everything be- before the game is going to be incredible. Hundred percent. The Steeler fans are going to show up like crazy. I, I mean, agree. I spend a lot of time in that area. They love it out there. They love Franco Harris. He's literally like a god to them, more For sure. so than almost anybody else in that franchise's history. However, you're right, and I think the Steelers are going to get a boost from that, from his passing this week and everything that's going on. I think they're going to crush the Raiders. Not so a cool, no but not a cool game. No potential for a cool. And game. I, in a way, I like to think these two teams are not being very good this year because I don't have to watch them now on Christmas Eve at eight fifteen. All right, <laughs> let's get to Sunday, the triple header, which will go up against the NBA um, docket of games. Game number one, we've got the Miami Dolphins at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Mm. It's funny because just by looking at it, I would say cool game. Yeah. You know, and I I tend to I agree think it with is. you. I tend to agree with you because look at what the Packers have been doing the last couple of weeks, and they're just coming off the bye. You don't know if maybe that offense clicks a little bit. The Dolphins, yeah, they had a good bounce back last week, but they've been showing you why they're where they are, you know, in terms of fighting for a place in the playoffs. I just I think there's a lot of good potential for this. I agree. Game. I'm I going call it a cool game. I'm going cool game one o'clock on Christmas. Uh, I don't know. Should I even say this game? Uh, we can go quickly on this one. Uh, Denver at the LA Rams, not a cool game. Not um, at all. Then Sunday night, again, when the season began, this would have been a lock when the season began for a cool game because of the star potential. But Kyler Murray hasn't been anything. He's been injured now. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals stink. And Tom Brady and the Bucs aren't very good. So you got the Bucs Cardinals Sunday night. It is not a cool game at it, all. It is not. And the final game of the weekend, we've got the Chargers. Oh. It's, it's intriguing. The problem is who they're playing. Oof. Nick Foles and the Colts. Oof. 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 Exactly. Yeah, no, and that's another Monday night primetime game for the Colts to be in. So I mean, hey. Well, and I'm gonna say what I said to Al the other day, too. Another Monday night game. That Buck and Aikman, for whatever reason, decided they had to go to Monday Night Football, another dog game that no one's going to watch and no one cares that they're doing the game. Bro, the primetime games this year, let's Terrible. throw last night in there too. Awful. Terrible. Awful games. Couldn't agree with you more. All right, so to summarize, we've only got three. We've got Giants-Vikings Saturday at 1. We've got Cowboys-Eagles Saturday at 425. However, Washington-San Francisco, a very good peaking game. Like we're That's an intriguing game that could elevate to cool second half for sure. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I would agree with that. Um, and then Sunday, we're going to go Green Bay-Miami as a cool game. 
And if I'm seeing it correctly, that be that. So with that said, Al Dukes, take us home. Please. All right, Jerry. Well, those were your cool games. Not many of them. No. Alan Jerry just brought you those cool games. Three total. one last night. So there's only two cool <laughs> Come on, break it down. Games. John Lennon it out. <laughs> oh, well done, Al. Well done. Now, that's funny, actually, that I picked a week where there were three. And me and you just came up with three. So On point, bro. On amazing point. how that actually works. All right, so there you go. Cool games for a week 16 in the NFL. We got a lot to do. When we come back, is Gallo here yet or no? All right, so if he's if he's not here, he's out. Three minutes each for, for um, what's your name? Uh, Zoo. Zoo. <laughs> For Big Zoo, for Flegelman, and if Gallo's here, I'm going to give him a couple minutes as well to let them kind of go off on what they saw last night at MetLife Stadium, which was trash. Start to finish, top to bottom, coaches all the way down to player players, quarterback stunk, line stunk, and the defense not what it's cracked up to be, at least not last night. All right, Feel Good Friday presented by Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it. Make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos Tequila reminding our friends to celebrate responsibly. Coming right back on The Fan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. All right, Incubus on a Friday. Love it. Quarter to six. Boomer and Geo coming up in just a, a few minutes. It's the warm-up show till then. I'm going to give uh, Zoo and Fliegelman a couple minutes here in just a second. But I want to go back to one of my original points in the first segment, talking about the whole draft of 2021 going into the 2020 college football season. There was Zach Wilson wasn't even a thought in anybody's mind. And so 
a couple of the projected uh, mock drafts going into that college football season I had talked about. He's not listed in the first round anywhere. There's one in particular that I was looking at. This is fascinating to me. He's not even listed in the first four rounds, but whatever. And that makes sense when you look at his college stats first two years. Fair enough. I'm going to ask you guys right now, who do you think this specific mock draft had the Jets taking in round number four? All I'll say is he's a quarterback in the league right now. I'll be very impressed if you get the answer. This was a preseason poll? This was in September of 2020. This was a mock draft for the NFL. So this is somebody who was drafted in 2021, or I guess they could have stayed in school and come out. I'm not saying that. He was drafted in 2021. Yeah. I got five seconds. I mean, Trey Lance it was the only one that. No, well, I already time, mentioned he was, him. He was, he was, he was projected in the first round. And I can't think of anybody else who came on this that is late. Tremendous. Is it um, Chris Treveller? No, no, he was already in the league. Eason? No, they. This mock draft had the Jets in the fourth round taking a quarterback out of Iowa State by the name of Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy. Big Purdy. Isn't that something? Pretty funny. All right, Could have we had him at Brees Hall a year later. We don't have. We don't have a lot of time, and since I'm gonna go, let's go. I'm gonna go. Let's see. It's 48. Two minutes each. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, Zoo, here you go. Are you ready? You've got two minutes, and that's it. And I'm cutting you off at (laughs) two minutes. And if you're done before that, that's fine. Ready? Three, two, one, go. All right. Honestly, where to start with that terrible performance last night? I mean, it doesn't just start there, though. It starts with, like we've been saying all morning, or like you've been saying, Jerry, all morning, the drafting of Zach Wilson at number two, Joe Douglas falling in love with him when there were a plethora of of talented players at the top of that draft that, I mean, we're seeing already come into their own in this league. And now, listen, you can you can say what you want at the time. Hey, you got to see, you got to let the guy develop. You got to do this and that and the other thing. We, we've given him two years pretty much already. He's not getting better. He's not taking any strides to get better. You don't see anything that he's doing improving. He's actually getting worse at things because he is losing confidence He's losing faith in his teammates because he's looking around and seeing them not, you know, they don't like the way he's playing either, so they're jumping off the ship. It's all starting to turn really bad when the Patriots game happened in New England. And once that game was over and you saw the players react the way they did and you saw Robert Sala bench Zach Wilson, that was it for him this season. Putting him into these two games was a complete disaster. I mean, I get it. Mike White is out, and you don't want to put Flacco in there. You don't trust Strebler, and Strebler is not a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, we saw it last night. The guy's throwing lollipops five yards out. I mean, you just we'll leave it at that. But the one thing that we can learn from this season, outside of the fact that this team wasn't there and this team wasn't ready, is that the Jets have had five QBs play the position with Zach Wilson the last two years, and he has been by far the worst quarterback of that five. Eh, nice job, Zoo. There you go. Excellent, excellent. I, I agree. Everything you said, I completely agree with. Uh, it's a complete, complete mess. All right. All right. Here you go. You got two minutes. Flegelman, three, two, one, go. All right. Today, I don't want to hear anything about anybody other than Zach Wilson. Yes, defense was bad. A lot of stuff was wrong. This team has had no margin for error with Zach Wilson as the quarterback. I never wanted him. There's always a late riser in the draft. I never usually want them. Didn't want Zach Wilson as someone who watches college football. Said it the day they beat the Rams. Losing Trevor Lawrence is going to go down as one of the worst days of my life. So far, so good. I didn't want Wilson. I wanted to trade down. I wanted to maybe take Micah Parsons. Maybe do both. Guy's going to be a Hall of Famer after two years. What do I know? 
Jets take the quarterback. Joe Douglas has done almost everything right. Got it as wrong as you possibly can with Zach Wilson. The team can't stand him. I was done with him after the second Patriot game. Every quarterback who has touched this offense, Mike LaFleur and the players they have, has been infinitely better than Zach Wilson. I don't want to hear excuses for him either. I defended him last year. His rookie season, not as bad as it looked, and he was playing with nothing. This year, every element of this team has improved except for one. He's going backwards. I'm not blaming anybody else because, again, they have to be perfect just to have a prayer. It's on the quarterback. He should never see the field for the Jets again, whether it's Jimmy G, Mike White, some other kind of veteran. The one silver lining is this year was about learning if you have a quarterback in Zach Wilson. The Jets got their answer. He's not an NFL quarterback. Because of his head, he never will be. He doesn't have the leadership traits, doesn't have the smarts for it. Get rid of him. Bring in a real quarterback, and you know what? The core is still there. This team can win and can contend with somebody else moving forward. Never want to see Zach Wilson again. All right, well done, well done. My only, my only question would be: I agree, Zach Wilson. I, I'm, but I'm not going to beat him up today because he's going to take enough of a beating. I'm going to ask you to this question. We don't have a lot of time, so quickly. Did that team play hard last night? After, after they get the strip sack, they get the fumble, they only kick three. Did that team play hard last night? No, you're right. I was going to include that, just didn't have enough time in the two minutes. And that's an indictment on the coaching staff last it, night. But it's on both because it's Agreed. human nature. I don't agree with the team doing it. I understand it. They showed you after that first Patriot game. They don't just not think they can win with Zach Wilson. They know Zach Wilson can't play in the NFL. And it's just human nature that after a few games of us doing our jobs and him failing miserably, they were done. Zoo, did they play hard? I mean, to start the game, I think they I didn't came say out that. with some energy. I said after they kicked the field goal, they go 3 nothing. No, they were they I were thought, dead until Strebler came in. That gave him a boost for a drive, and that was about and it. That I mean, and that offensive line played like crap last they night. Were terrible. They were it terrible. It did. There's also to three finish. backups on the line. The, yep. At some point, the, the that, quarterback I understand. has been the only element of the team to not give you one plus but game. But here's one thing even backups can do. They can run block. They ran for nothing last night. Well, they night. ran better when Zach Wilson's not in the game and there's well, not five the and six. Defenders. running. Well, and also there's not five and six defenders on the line of scrimmage because they're saying, horrible. hey, Just run. Horrible. We dare this quarterback to we make gotta a play. Go. All right, we got to go. Uh, Amy Lawrence, I imagine. Yes. Uh, Gallo got here now. You're late. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, nice to have you with us. we got a couple more minutes. We'll get you to the top. Boomer and Geo. then. Jaguars beat the Jets last night, 19-3. Snooze fest. Really was a brutal. I mean, I don't know what redeeming feature you take out of that game. Like, if you're a Jet fan, you're going to hang your hat on the defense? No. You're going to hang your hat on the run game? No. You're going to hang your hat on the coaching? Nope. You're going to hang your hat on. Here's what we'll hang our hat on. More people showed up last night, and that and the weather wasn't as bad as I expected it. Oh, by the one great, but it wasn't nearly as bad as we expected it at the outset. I'm going to give props to the Jet fan last night because the Jet fan, while not every seat was taken, not that I would expect it to be on a game like that Thursday night, terrible weather. Most of you showed up, and you were loud, you were into it, and so as much as you could have been anyway because that game was brutal, just terrible. I give it to the Jet fan last night. Because your offense sucks. Your defense, I'm sorry, not as good as advertised. Good, not as good as advertised. Uh, the coaching staff's terrible. And what else can we say? Season's in the toilet. 
Mm, you've got quarterback issues going forward. I mean, other than that, it's been fantastic. Hi, G. How you doing? Other than that, it's been fantastic. And I did notice, and I just saw G's tweet from last night, too, which was better than what I said earlier about Joe Flacco looking like he'd rather be somewhere else. G put the old Guantanamo Bay tweet out there, which is so right. The dude looks like he would rather be in any place on this planet other than uh, on the sidelines for the Jets. I want to play just real quick, which is going to be coming up at 630 um, it's going to be wall-to-wall Jets today, and rightly so, and we understand that. Football Friday, we will do Giants and Vikings. We'll have picks later, too. Uh, but just one thing that caught my ear yesterday um, with the Yankees introducing Carlos Rodon, which is Rodon, not Rodon. I didn't realize that till yesterday. Uh, Randy Levine spoke yesterday, and he kind of introduced the whole thing, which was great. But I did like uh, – Mike, is the fader up? Are you in there? Is the fader up? He had this. He was talking about being a Yankee. And I don't know why my ears perked up when I heard this. A lot of players want to come here, but not everybody can succeed here. We have great fans. This is the biggest media market in the world. And, of course, that's the wrong one, and I didn't play the right one. Here, this is it. There's no doubt the Yankees have been, are today, and will continue in the future as the flagship of Major League Baseball. (laughs) Now, he's not wrong because he would go on to talk about how you could be in Peru and you're going to see people in Yankee hats. And that's true. You could be in Russia, you'll see people with Yankee hats. But I thought that right there was in a direct response to Steve Cohen and the Mets. Like, hey, we're still here. You might be spending a lot, but so do we. And we're still the Yankees. So I thought that was kind of fun yesterday. Um, with the Rodone press conference. Have you? Uh, did you stay up and watch the entire yeah, thing? Yeah, no, I time? did. I did. And by the way, one more thing about Randy Levine. Remember when you stepped on your glasses yes. and your glasses were all screwed yeah, up? I That's bro- how his glasses were Same yesterday. <laughs> same, he said all of that with his glasses <laughs> cockeyed on his face. Well, you know why? He needs the ones Boomer gave me. Right, the little snap ones. That, yeah. Yes, the magnetic snap-on for the lenses that go around your neck so you don't have to step on them like I did. Yeah. But, my God, anyway, yeah, what a mess last night. Yeah, two-minute warning, I think, is when I finally tapped out that was it so not the you know what i thing. thought i thought the, the perfect play to end it on was when Corey davis dropped the ball at like the five yard line yeah, yeah like he I just know. gave up i mean that team just quit last night and also the incomplete pass on fourth down with yes that was a terrible well, that throw. too yeah well he didn't he also had one over the middle that wasn't great i mean it is what it is so here here go boomer and geo football friday on the fan hit it now WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the Free Odyssey app.